In this episode, I sure hope you have the fire extinguisher because we're about to bring the fire. Let's go. Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So sure hope you are having yourself a good day. Wherever you're listening to this, you know, I'm just honored to be invited into your ear canals, into your headphones or into your stereo or at work or wherever you listen to it. You know, I'm just honored. I'm honored that we are having the opportunity to about build to hear this is One of the podcasts I was on, it was recorded a uh, Jeez, it was recorded probably a little over a year ago now. Um, a really good friend of mine, Tahani Abarane, invited me out onto her f- Fire Network podcast. And I believe Fire stands for Females Investing in Real Estate. So if you guys have ever had an opportunity to hear Tahani or hear her story, it is probably one of the most inspiring tales and stories you will ever hear. As a matter of fact, she's on my list to get uh, onto my podcast here to interview her, to just share her incredible story and her incredible message. And, you know, no different than a lot of the other stories and people that I featured on this podcast is really after you hear her story, man, you don't have any excuses for not getting um, the job done. So in this episode, you know, keep this tight. Um, but in this episode, we dove headfirst into, uh, first of all, Tawny and I hadn't caught up for a long time. It was wonderful that we had this amazing time just catching up and we just recorded it all. But we just, you know, laid down some really incredible materials to serve her network of female entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs looking to invest in real estate. So we dove into some pretty big topics. We dove into, you know, for example, raising capital. We dove into presentations. We dove into communications. We shared a whole bunch of wonderful stories. Lots of messages you would have heard Uh, If you've been following along on my podcast, you probably have heard a few of these messages uh, multiple times now. And I hope they're starting to really just sink in. Because remember, one of the things I said, you know, in the old stoic philosophy is a person never stands in the river, the same river twice, meaning you're a different person. Maybe you've come across, maybe you've had some new experiences. Maybe you've had an opportunity to try some of these lessons that you're learning from this podcast. You've had a chance to try them on and you've had a chance to implement them. And now you're coming back and you're hearing this next episode and you're hearing it, you're a different person. So you truly are standing in a different river. You never stand in the same river twice. Okay, guys, so make sure you stick around right to the end. And I would be very honored if you would have an opportunity. Here's the thing. Tahani puts together this amazing community supporting uh, female entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs investing in real estate. Wherever you're listening to this, I will have a link where you can probably um, connect to people in your network um, that might be interested in taking advantage of what Tahani talks about as well. As well, I think I offer um, a script in this one too. I offer a resource, a really high value resource that if you guys stick around right to the end and you actually download that resource and we'll be in the show notes as well. If you download that resource, this will help you bust through the conversation that you need to have with people in the qualification. Okay. With all that being said, guys, make sure you stick around right to the very end. I have a little message for you there. Please help welcome Tahani Abarane. Hello. 
have Russell on the Fire Show. Hello and welcome, Russell. Hey, Tahani. How are you doing today? It, you know, it warms my heart to have this conversation with you today, Tahani. Thank you. Mine too. Thank you so much. We've known each other now for many, many Shh, years. Don't right? give, don't give the exact yeah. number of years <laughs> out. We're so young. Shh, that's our secret. Exactly. Exactly. It's our little secret. Yes. Exactly. Um, I would love for you to share with our women. I know there is going to be a lot of them are women that are going to be listening on this fire podcast. Um, and if you are gentlemen, but I would love for you to share um, your journey of transformation from where you were to begin with, even before you got started in the real estate and then to where you're at right now being the JV King. That's what you are. J joint venture, you know, the king nobody else i would want to hear but you to talk about that oh uh, you, you're making me blush here to honey <laughs> i'm i have to uh <laughs> uh good thing i don't have any i have no hair to hide my blushing here <laughs> yeah exactly uh, see that's the funniest thank you very much so so before we dive into it really what i want to do also is i want to acknowledge you for everything that you've been doing and you know your incredible mission i believe is it ten thousand, ten thousand women to buy one more property is that correct wow yeah. that's that's exactly. incredible it's just sometimes when you do it you're called to do this work and it's a mission and you're compelled to it you will uh, you know, have computer crashes and reboots and all these kind of things that you will just have. Yeah. <laughs> you just will, you know, you'll stay up late, you'll get up early. And that's just one of the things I just want to share with everybody first is just, you know, if you are listening to this, the honey is the real deal. She is the queen. She's the gold when it comes to this. And you know what? I've had many a life lesson taught to me by just listening to, to, to Hani, and I just feel honored and blessed to be on your podcast here. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank so, you. So Thank was that was that a good good enough deflection about talking about myself for a second? That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Now let's go back again to Russell and then hear your story, my dear. Thank well, you. Yeah. You know, one of the things that people have the hardest time about doing is, well, tell me about yourself. And it's like, you know, we're, we're humble Canadians and we're humble people that we just will give gratitude before we'll ever talk to ourselves. And, and you know what? Interesting. I've been doing a podcast circuit and asked this question a lot and, and really, to be honest, I don't think there's really anything really overly special about about where I came from and who I am. I think there's something extraordinary about who I've become and what I have done and the actions I've taken and the lives I've touched and the people who have uh, been part of this journey. But my journey started small town Saskatchewan, grew up in a mobile home park. Um, we were, I often joke, we were the people in the trailer park that everybody looked up to because we had the double wide trailer. Right? And the carport, yes, yes. right? So, yes, yes, yes. That's amazing. So I never had a really big desire or even, even any interest in getting into real estate investing. As a matter of fact, the first house I ever lived into was with my family. I think we were like 14 or 15 um, doing that. So I'd never bought houses before. And when I first came out to uh, after university, graduating with the, from the University of Saskatchewan with a Bachelor of Commerce, I went into sales. I went in with Kraft Foods and different food manufacturing companies. And lo and behold, it brought me out to Vancouver area. And when I was out here, you know, I was living in a basement suite. I was renting. I had a roommate. And then all of a sudden, one day, I had a, a milestone birthday that, had, you know, had a zero at the end of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I that just had 20, to wake right? up. And 20, right? <laughs> you know, the old Peter Pan syndrome of, you know, sometimes you just never want to grow up. And, you know, eventually I had that birthday and I said, well, what am I actually going to do if I get serious about this? 
So my first foray into financial future and financial wealth and things like that is I went to my financial planner, who essentially was Uh a mutual fund salesman. (laughs) Uh Oh, yes, exactly. And he recommended a book to me. He recommended, if you can see on my shelf, there's probably the little purple book over there in the corner, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that one up there. Yes, 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 yes. That was the first book and the first thing that I, I read to really just get my interest about real estate investing. And it it just and then from there, I just went on a journey from there. I learned from everybody I possibly could, which led me to to meet Mr. Don Campbell, the president of Rain and and one of the major uh, growth factors within Rain, taking it national. Um, I ended up working for Don as part of their executive committee and I kept buying real estate. And you know what? I've taken a lot of lumps and I'm nowhere near as perfect. And which leads me up to today. Today, I'm kind of in a really cool space in life that I've had. These eyes have seen an awful lot. And these eyes have had so many lessons that have been taught to me that I'm just called to share everything I know with anybody who wants to listen. And I'm loving my coaching practice. I'm loving uh, my community that I'm building with the Raising Capital Academy. I'm loving solving challenges uh, within the real estate investing. I'm loving inspiring a new generation of people to take it up to the next level. And you know what? And I'm also loving growing my portfolio. Really, I'm just the tip of the iceberg. I've, you know, I joke that I've been doing this almost for 20 years, and I truly feel I'm just getting started. That's amazing. That's amazing. Tell us more. Tell us more. Well, interesting to note. So I built my portfolio. I'll talk a little bit about some of my portfolio and some of the mistakes I've made along the way and some of the the things I've learned. Um, Way back in the day, when it was my first place was November, I think it was end of November 2002. Okay. Mm -hmm. I bought an up-down, sweeted house, an older property, and uh, you know what? I jokingly say that that was the, uh, you know, let's put it this way. I ended up holding it for about six, seven months. I got freaked out. The tenant in the basement died. The upstairs space was vacant for nine months. Um, it was just a horrible experience, and I ended up selling it about nine months after I bought it, and I took a loss on it, probably around six, seven hundred dollars. And I now look at that property as the best piece of real estate I'd ever bought. And people always go, well, that's silly, Russ. You lost money on it. And I go, well, it wasn't. It actually was the piece of real estate that got me in the game, right? It was that first property. I owned it poorly. I made every mistake. Even someone died in the place. And everything went wrong. And I lost 700 bucks. It was the best education I could have ever had because I did the cycle. I bought, I owned, and I sold all within a year, and it was really, truly the catalyst to start things, okay? Um, fast forward now almost 20 years, some of the things I'm doing, I still bought this year. We've still added another million dollars of suited houses to my portfolio this year in brand new construction properties. And my business partner and I in Edmonton, we're actually putting some final touches on a potential 39-unit townhome development project in Edmonton where I'm going to raise the capital, he's doing the work, find capital partners. So we're just, we're really just, you know, I'm going to take a breath here. I've, I've found a groove and I'm just in my zone and I'm just hitting a pace that I just really love what I'm doing right now. 
I love it. I just love it. I'm just watching actually everything that you're talking about right now that after that many years, you're just right now starting to hit your groove. And it reminds me of what just happened last week about the runner. Um, what's his name? Um, Lloyd, Lloyd or something, you know, the, the one that just ran, ran the marathon in less than two hours, which is absolutely incredible. It's like, how can someone ever do that? The, the one thing that I watched his life story so many times, the intriguing thing is that he has won many times before. It's not like it was his first win, right? Just like you, you know, as, as, a, as an investor, you've had many deals and you've done well on those deals, but only almost after many years that you go, okay, now the ultimate. Now it, that was just only the iceberg and right now I'm really diving deep into what you're doing right now. This is absolutely, absolutely incredible. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Well, you know, it really comes down to is I've done a lot of personal development work over the years, as you have too. And we've we've learned from some of the same people, Les Hewitts of the world, uh, lots of unbelievable personal development experts that truly, if we anybody ever sat back here, and I'm going to challenge many of the women that are endless and men that are listening to this, that if you actually look at where your potential that you could be and what you're delivering right now, I bet there's a serious gap. And I saw someone shared once that one of the biggest challenges and, you know, H-E double hockey sticks in life would be at the end of your life, you meet the person you could have become and you don't even recognize who that person is. So I truly think that we need in order to have a fulfilled life at the end of our life, we want to meet that person who we could have became. And they're our twin. Right. And you go, hey, Russ, how you doing? I've been looking forward to meeting you. That is so beautifully said. I love that because ultimately that's what it's all about, right? Absolutely. It's, it's about who you become in the process of investing in real estate. Who do you become in the process of generational wealth? Who do you become in the process of coaching others and helping others and inspiring others and encouraging others to greatness? Who do you become in the process so you can serve at a higher level? Yes. And the more you know, the more you realize that you still don't know. Absolutely. Isn't that true? Absolutely. I mean... Ladies uh, listening to this, like Russell has been a teacher and he's been inspiring so many people for so many incredible years and and he's humbly saying all of these things. So this is absolutely a treat for us to hear from you, Russell. Well, I'm, um, I'm actually what I'm really here to just say is I'm going through the process that many of your listeners and viewers are going through themselves. Everybody is at a different level of where they are in their journey. And I think yes. we as a community need to celebrate our journeys and encourage each other instead of, you know, pardon my language, having our claws out and tearing each other down. I love that. It's about supporting. It's not really about bringing people down, but it's about lifting people up. Absolutely. Because Thank here's what, one, of my, one of my mantras that I have within the real estate education business and coaching business, and I state this very clearly, a true measure of a coach is not how many properties the coach buys. It's not how much action the coach takes. It's actually how much how many leaders the coach can inspire. And the coach should actually have a goal that every one of the people that they coach and mentor should do more than they've ever done. Then you know you've got yourself a really good coach when their 100% focus is to help you as the student achieve more than the coach has done. That is what we need to be held accountable to as coaching and educators out there. 
I love that. I love that. Wow, that's incredible. Please tell us about the journey of how you became well-known when it comes to joint venture um, strategy. Because, And to be honest, that's what the number one question that most of the ladies ask is like, where do I get more money to invest? Because we all will hit a wall with our own money, with our own credit, where we can't buy on our own further. So we do need joint venture partners. And the question is, um, first of all, how did you get here and, and ca- what can you share so that some of these listeners can take what you've learned uh, and, and help them, you know, maybe raise some capital? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? In, in my case and everybody's case is a little bit different. There's the old saying that we change based upon inspiration or desperation. Um, in my case, it was a little bit of both more on the desperation side than the inspiration, but I'll share that in a second. So, um, when I first got into this realm of real estate investing, um, as I mentioned, I was renting a basement suite. I did not own a piece of real estate. Um, when I went on to my paper bank statements, this is pre online banking. When I saw my paper bank statements, the largest number I saw was attached to a visa statement. So I did not have the silver spoon. I did not have the money. The one thing I did have going for me was a hunger, a drive, a willingness to do whatever it took. And I also had a good T4 statement with a job. Okay, so Mm. I did have that. So I could qualify for mortgages. Um, So I learned the process. I went to an event and at this event, I was there, you know, it was one of those ones. I'm going to tell you if I tell a quick story. Yes, please go ahead. Tell us the stories. Yes, okay. please. So I was at this event. It was one of those events where rah, 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 siskumba, real estate, real estate, woo, 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 <laughs> right? Everybody's all excited and pump, hop, hopped up and sugar and coffee and no sleep of real estate. And I was, you know, sitting there, never bought a place. I was all excited. I bought in. I was ready to go. And, and then all of a sudden, this gentleman walked on the stage in jeans and a belt buckle And walked up there and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, there are some harsh truths of real estate. And everybody's just going, huh, what? And he's going, harsh truth number one is money will be required to buy real estate. Then all Uh of a sudden I just, oh, I just felt like the air had left my stomach because I felt like I was kicked in the stomach. And the reason is because I didn't have any money. Right. Oh, and you're like, oh, there goes my chance. And then the good news is very shortly after everybody had that air leave the room, the conference room, the person on stage came and said, you know what? But here's the good news. It doesn't have to be your money. So Mm. from there, I went on a quest and a journey to discover how to raise other people's money because I didn't have my own. Okay. And then, interesting, lo and behold, the inspiration came to me in the form of a cassette tape. Now, for many of you listening to this or watching this, you probably don't know what a cassette tape is. It's one of those things us old timers used to listen to music where we didn't have these fangled gadgets where we we would uh, have 10,000 songs at our disposal and we we couldn't download something. Jeez, it's taking 30 seconds to download. How slow is the internet, right? Exactly. So exactly. on this cassette tape was yes. a presentation by a fellow by the name of Arlen Dolan. And Arlen mm. Dolan was one of my early mentors in this realm of raising capital. And he shared this concept about joint ventures. Okay. And from him sharing that one little 30, 40 minute presentation, it changed the trajectory trajectory of where I was going 
I went on a quest. I learned from the best. I hired coaches and mentors and people that I surrounded myself with people that were raising capital and I soaked it all in. And then I kept learning and kept making mistakes. I, I made a, a home study program. I wrote a, I wrote a book on it. Yeah, I yes. did a whole bunch of things. And here's the really cool thing. That little cassette tape that came in the mail changed my um, it was an inflection point. It changed the direction I was going in my life. And from there, I've inspired tens of thousands. I, you know, I dare even say hundreds of thousands of people out there that you can raise capital from other way, people and doing it the right way. Okay. So it really comes down to it's a process. It is a willingness to do what it takes. It's a willingness to look silly. It's a willingness to, to, uh, make a rejection. It's a willingness to help another human being. It's just that willingness to do the work in, that's required and keep learning from people that know more from you and just keep driving forward. Yes. And the one thing that I know about you, Russell, is that you went out to raise capital truly and sincerely from the bottom of your heart, wanting to support and help people and had a big responsibility on your shoulder that, you know what, I got to make this work because of the people, not, you know, because of your own interest in whatever that is, which is what we see most of the investors right now in most of the rooms. All they want is just to raise capital and just to almost play with that money um, to see whether it works or not versus someone truly has the interest of those that are, you know, investing in you. Yeah. Well, I, I joke, I had hair when I started, so. And <laughs> now we have no more. <laughs> well, and, and I'll, I'll share a quick story. It was funny. I, I do a lot of um, consulting and portfolio reviews, and I, I help people with their portfolios. Like, if you're looking to grow and scale your portfolio, I take a look yeah. at people's portfolios, and I find out where's the low-hanging fruit, where can we optimize, and where can you grow Interesting to note that a lot of people that have portfolios don't realize that they're pretty close to their goals already. Just hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, but, and here's the story. I was having a conversation with a, with a person and we were going through his properties by property. And one property was a, a, a challenging property. And I said, well, what's your plan for that property? He goes, well, you know, it's just a pain in the butt and I don't want to deal with it. And yeah, it's just, it's just an eyesore. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Well, what I'm probably going to do is I'm probably going to find an investor to invest in that property. And I say, whoa, 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 time out. Our call will end right now if you're going to if you really believe that you're going to do that, meaning that this person wanted to get somebody else's money in the property and where they wouldn't even want to have their own money in the property. Right. So you first need to treat others capital with more diligence and more, you know, this, the word I really love is stewardship with more mm. stewardship than you would treat your own, right? Because oh. your reputation in this business goes a long ways and how you do something is how you do everything, okay? So make sure that you show up as somebody who treats other people's money with more caution and more stewardship than you would your own. Oh, that's beautifully said. Thank you. Wow, yes, that is. And that's how we succeed. Absolutely. Because it just becomes more of like a referral, right? Russell has done good for me. And then Russell is going to tell someone else and someone else is going to tell someone else and so on and so forth. So when it boils down to raising capital, what do you think is the number one skill? So if money is not there and you don't have it, so then it's got to be back at you, which is the skills. So what is the number one skill investors need to have? Well, and, and great you, you distinguish that as skill because there's an awful lot of, um, 
you know, topics about there about habits and routines and different things like that. And I've sat there and I, I, I had this question posed to me a little while ago um, and I really thought about it hardly. And I said, I go, well, probably hard work and the diligence and showing up and honoring your word. But all those things are really, truly habits, right? Um, if I was to boil it down to one skill, a skill set, and it's and I really challenge myself to come back and say, what is the, you know, a wonderful book, if any of you guys are interested in reading a book, it's called The One Thing by Gary Keller. What's mm -hmm. the one yeah. thing that makes the biggest difference that everything else can be irrelevant and easy, okay? In my case, the one thing has been the ability to communicate and the ability to present and the ability to share a message on a camera, on a podcast, on a live stage. Um, as a real estate investor, if you think about this for a second, you've gone to a conference and you're sitting in the audience and you're watching all the pre presentations. Who are the experts in that room? Who do you think is the most successful real estate investor? And you go, well, the person delivering the presentation, right? The person that's mm -hmm. delivering the message to move, inspire an audience to get off their assets and mm -hmm. <laughs> keep moving <laughs> forward, right? So it's interesting is in that bookcase behind me, I have more books and I have taken more training and I have spent more money on coaching on how to deliver a presentation, how to speak on camera, how to speak on a podcast, how to deliver an inspiring message and persuade others to do what's in the best interest for themselves. I've done more training in that than I've done on real estate investing. OK, now, most people, it's a fear of people to be on a camera, to be on a webcast, to be on a live webinar, to be in, in front of a, a live audience. But think about it for a second. If you really boil it down to the most successful people who, you know, that mm -hmm. are in this game of real estate can mobilize people, can share their thoughts, can lead people to become leaders themselves. And by them becoming leaders themselves, they benefit along with the, with the, the community they're building. So if I was to boil it down to one skill that every one of the people listening to this needs to learn to master is the realm of uh, public speaking, delivering a message on a camera and persuasion and communication. Number one skill. Wow, that is um mm -hmm. so with that, like so how is that tied? How is that tied to raising capital then? You know, is it because you're sitting in front of the other person and is it because you're trying to um show them what is the deal that they're gonna get in themselves into and all of can you just kind of tie it together with Yeah, absolutely. Venture? Well, here's the thing. Um people oh do business with people they know, like, and trust. Okay. Um, that's typically who you can do. Most people will not be in investing in a property based upon a cash flow performa, but they'll be investing with you based upon who you are, who you show up, how you handle adversity. And the best way to describe that and share that with people is through story, is through with speech, is through with a video, is through yeah. with just the way you communicate, who you are in the process. So honest to goodness, the more work you do on yourself personally, and the more work you do on yourself to deliver uh, a compelling message, the greater chance you will have of raising capital. It truly is a direct correlation. Like, just think about this for a second. Everyone watching this, I know every one of these people watching and listening has been to a conference, 
Okay. Yes. Go yeah, to that sure. conference, next conference you're at, and watch the presenters after they're done. If they really truly care about the audience, you'll see them interacting with the audience. People will come up to them, want to, you know, have ask them questions, will want to engage with them, will want to maybe give them an email to keep the communication flow going, things like that. There will be business that come out of that just from them going up on a stage and communicating to others. That is that is so true because people feel it. I always say, even if they were sleek salespeople, afterwards, people will sit down and they think, oh my gosh, what just happened? Or even years later, they could just, you know, wake up and say, wow, I wasn't, that wasn't done, you know, it wasn't done good by me, that person or something like that. So always be passionate and always be sincere with your intention. That's what you're telling me. Well, here, here's, I'm going to give you a, a very clear story here to honey and this is one that so, you will understand so it was a year ago when i was doing some speaking opportunities um you were at the one that i did uh for our good friend uh, mr zito you were at that event yes. and i did yeah. a presentation on how do you identify your ideal investment partners okay yes. and i yeah. walk people through the exercise about how i do it what car do they drive where do they live their kids names how do you build their investor avatar where do they work what's what do they do are they macbook users or are they pc users and i walk people through and then i gave an example of here are my ideal investment partners and i described them in detail the three different levels of investor partners i have in that wow. audience was one couple that was there that came up and said, my goodness, Russell, you just described us to a T. Wow. Um, yes. I would love for us to have that conversation to keep moving forward. And you know what? From that conversation, um, we ended up buying two places this year, this past year from that one yeah. conversation that we had. And then over the course of the next so that was a year, so almost Eight months later, we became really good friends and got to know each other. And we had to first make sure that there was an intention that we wanted to fill upon it, uh, fulfill upon. We had to make sure that this would work for us. And then, you know, we bought a couple places together and we did it. We've now done a split and we co-own the properties together. What a great win-win situation, right? Because they wouldn't have gotten those deals without you. And then again, you wouldn't have had the, the money without them. So this is a win-win situation. And, and a little bit with my deals a little bit now, I, I actually build in a little component about helping helping people who are struggling to get that first couple under their belt. Because I, I quite frankly, I... You know, there's nothing really special about what I offer or what I do. I just walk people through and I just get it done, right? And we just f fulfill upon what we're talking about. But I actually do a little bit of a coaching component. If people want to learn the process, I will actually help coach them along the process. And at the end, think about this. Most coaching practices, you pay this giant upfront fee and then you get coaching. And that's wonderful. Like, don't get me wrong. I've done that. I love it. I think it's the greatest way. One of the things I like to do with people is let's put up some money for a down payment. I'll coach you. I'll teach you. At the end of it, you actually own a piece of real estate with the coaching money that you had. And I get a portion of the ownership as well. Oh, that's fantastic. And I get so paid on the back end when the asset makes money. Wow. So you're really like you've got what skin in it. That's yep. what they say, 100%. right? 100%. Yes, that is really great. But then lo and behold, what most times happens is most of the people I'm working with are really time starved and they just don't have the time to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. So after we do the first one and they see all the work that went involved to uh, find the property and out, get all the, all the checklists, everything done, when they see all that work and you make it so easy for them, they just go, you know, why don't we just for the next two or three, why don't we just let you keep doing what we're doing? 
Oh, that's awesome. And I think also that that is a great option as well. If somebody wants to try it on their own, they can and you can coach them and you can give them all the information. And and then if they feel like this is something that they want to do with you, then that would be even that much better. Absolutely. Well, 100%. I tell people all the time, and that's one of the early conversations I tell people is you do realize you can do this on your own. I, I, and I click because here's the thing. Most people are scared of that conversation. Most people are scared that their joint money partners will come and say, well, what if I do this on my own? Most people are scared of that conversation. And I was, too, until I actually just addressed it. As a matter of fact, I tell people you can do mm-hmm. this on your own. You truly can. Yes. Um, yes. But here's the thing is if they come back and say, yeah, you know, I probably could, but I just don't have the time. That's why we're working mm-hmm. with you. They're now more committed to our venture because yes. I don't want them in the back of the mind to keep thinking that, yeah, I should be doing this myself. That is a great thing. That is actually, this is how I also work with my clients as well as that I empower them that they can do this on their own. But if they can't and they want to invest with someone else, then that's fine. But at least know what you're getting yourself into because it's important to know what to ask. Right, Russell? It's important to know what to ask. Let me ask you another question is that I get this question all the time from investor. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? So do you find the deal first and then you pitch that deal or do you find the partner and then you kind of, you know, work that relationship and and then find the deal? Which comes first? Uh, yes. How's that for <laughs> how's that for a political answer hedging my bet? <laughs> Both. Interesting to note, I actually just was working with some of my coaching clients this morning and we were having that exact conversation. Here, here's what I typically tell people. Um, if you have the capital to buy the property yourself. I would strongly encourage you to go out and buy the property yourself with your own capital. Okay. Um, go out there, qualify for the financing, use your own capital, buy it, own it, close it, get your management system in place, get all your checklists, get all your processes and procedures and systems, get all those things in place. Then you take that property you now own and you bundle it up and then you start shopping for money partners. And then what a money partner does is somebody comes in and they buy into that property. You know, for example, they will buy in at 20, 20 to 25 percent down payment of the property. They will write you a check. They'll get a 50, 60 percent ownership position. You get your capital back that you put in and then you go buy another one. So that's the typical way I like to see people do it. But if you're in a position that um, you can't qualify and you don't have the capital, you will need to find money partners first. Okay. So I strongly encourage people to do is bundle up a property that you would buy if you had your own money. This is the property that I would buy. And here's the reasons why I would buy it. Here's the area it's in. And here's the cash flow it's doing. This is the reason why I would buy this property. Now, then you bundle that up, then you start going out to people and you say, I'm now starting to looking for investors who are wanting to invest with me. Then from there, the process goes is it's an entire qualification process. I never, ever present, you know, a hard closed deal right off the bat. I have I I call it a discovery session um, where I'll sit kneecap to kneecap with an, an invested party and then we'll have a lot. We'll have a wonderful conversation about uh, what they're looking for, their reasons why, um, how much capital they have to invest. How can I help them if I can really truly help them in in their journey going forward? And I have an entire script, an entire process, and a list of questions that I ask of people at that discovery session. Now, Tahani, are 
would you be okay if I offer all your listeners and viewers that script and questionnaire? Oh, that would be so awesome. I'm sure the ladies are right now. I can hear them screaming right now. Yes. Well, if you know, if you want, it's it's at russellwestcott.com forward slash script. If you go there, there will be a place where you can download that. Or if you want, Tani, I'll just can send it to you and, and we can just you can distribute it from, from your own. There's, there's a script. There's a, a four-page questionnaire. And I actually built an entire presentation around how, to, how it works and how to present it and how to listen for the question, how to have, um, um, how the, what's the big, you know, how to ask for, how to get the why, you know, uh, future pacing questions, find the gap analysis that you're looking for. It's just, it's a, you know, I'm sorry if I'm going to toot my own horn here, but it's actually a brilliant creation. It is. It is a brilliant creation. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah, with I'd be happy. I'm more here. than happy to. Like I said, the more people I can inspire to do this, the better. I, I align very closely with your vision, Tahani. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Russell. So then that's excellent. So this is going to help them quite a bit. And the other thing too is, um, uh, when do you think, when do you think is right for someone to go out and start um, maybe attracting joint venture partners? Some people, they say you need a deal or two under your belt to understand what you're doing before you go attract a, um, a partner. Because I feel like you, someone needs to have some knowledge before, before borrowing someone else's money and then using it to do something with it. What are your intake on right well, now? Yeah, very great question. And uh, so my answer is, is you know, always, I'm always in the process of potentially having conversations. Now, think about it from a second. My intention is not to get money from people. My intention is not for people to give me money. My intention is to help people solve financial challenges that they're facing and to help people live financially enriched lives. That's my intention. Okay, so that's a completely different way of looking at going out and having a conversation with people about money. Okay, so I'll I'll give you the story of my first uh, money partner. My first money partner was a coworker, somebody who I worked with, and we had hikes together. And we hiked a lot, and we did a lot of hiking around the the mountains of of beautiful Vancouver and area. And we had lots of wonderful conversations. Okay, and we had conversations about our futures and finances, and you know, remember, I was a basement suite renter, had never bought a property before. I had gone to a conference or two, and, and I went to a seminar, and that's all I—that's all I had done. I had never bought a property before, but it didn't stop me from having the conversation to see how I can help this fellow out. And then, lo and behold, over our time of our hikes, what he saw in me was how I was changing. I was saying, you know what? I've been went out to Edmonton. I went on a property search. I went and looked at about forty different places. Holy moly! I'm learning so much. I hired a coach, and this coach is, you know, what they're walking me through. They're walking me through this cash flow analysis, how to submit my application to the bank, how to um, do my diligence, and how to close on a property. Then I met this other fellow, and I was just sharing everything I was learning about real estate. Okay, so this person that I was having these hikes with saw that I was willing to make an investment into myself, right? Even though I had not bought a property, I was willing to invest in a coach. I was willing to invest in a mentor. I was willing to invest in traveling to the city I was going to invest in. And I was sharing everything I learned about what I was doing with him. Okay, lo and behold, after about six or seven months, 
Um, he just said, you know, Russ, maybe I should just put up some money. I have some money in this line of credits and our property's done really well. It's gone up $400,000. You know, why don't you talk to next trip out to Edmonton, come back with what you would consider your best investment opportunity, and let's have a conversation about it. That was the start of my first money partner. And then I went out, I found a property, came back, and I was so nervous. I was nervous as heck. I was so nervous presenting that opportunity that my knee was shaking so bad on the table. It sounded like a pipe was going to burst in the wall, right? And then from that one, it just slowly evolved that we bought a couple properties together. And then I used that one, those couple properties to then have another conversation with more people. And then it just slowly just started snowballing in a good way. That's incredible. That's incredible. What are some of, so let's say that some of the ladies are listening and they're, you know what, A, I'm going to do it. And they know exactly what to do is that they can take a course and then learn about it. Or B, actually, I don't want to do it, but I want to look for someone to do it with, right? I, okay, so there is Russell. This is great. But a lot of people have been pitched by many, many other investors. What are some of the signs to watch for when somebody is Pitching them a deal. Yep. Well, the first thing I would suggest people do, and it all depends on when this podcast will come out, I think they should go to this event that starts with an F and it has an I and an R yeah. and an E, yes, some fire yes, event. Fire. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. how about do this? How about try the opposite? Why don't you go to an event and where you're having a conversations with people, um, engage in somebody who doesn't pitch you? Mm-hmm. But you just get a feeling like I tell people just be like if you're going there and you want to maybe work with somebody, um, go do it with an open heart, go there with an open mind and feel how the interaction with that other person is. Right. Because, you know, truly, if you really want to think about it, interesting, you use the acronym FIRE, F-I-R-E. It's actually an acronym I use to deliver a presentation. Right? Oh, what is it? Okay, it's tell F us. stands for feeling. What's the feeling you want to create when you're working with another person? The I stands for intention. Okay, what's the intention you want to deliver for that person? The R stands for what do you want them to reflect upon? What do you want them to think about? And then the E stands for execution. What action do you want to take? So here, let's let's follow this through. So let's say I'm going to switch it for a second. I'm going to a conference. Okay, I have investment opportunities and somebody's going to be there and they're just maybe not sure if they want to invest with somebody or not. So my feeling that I want to increase with somebody when I meet them is I want to give them a feeling of trust. I want to give them a feeling of this guy knows what he's doing. I want to give them a feeling of, you know what, this person is taking a lot of action and look at what they're doing, man, there's just something about them. So that's a feeling. So intention, uh, the I, the intention I have for people is that I want to help them. I want to see them win. I actually want them to succeed. If somebody wants to go do it on their own, I tell people right off the bat, no problem. We should go do it on your own and let's help you. My 100% intention is to serve and help them. Then what I want people to do is on the R for the reflect to think upon, I want them to think about that I'm an option. I want them to think about that, you know what, maybe partnering with somebody is a good idea that can shortcut my learning curve and I can get a property under my belt as opposed to investigating and spending money on coaching. I can get coaching while I actually buy a property, okay? And then the execution, the E, the action, is I want somebody to reach out to me to want to have a further conversation after the conference. I am not going to that conference uh, to close money partners. My intention of going to that conference is to show up 
to serve, provide value, offer help, and have people think that I'm an option and to contact me after the fact. When they're ready, yeah. When they're ready. When they're ready, yeah. And instead of just like taking a piece of paper and almost like shove it into somebody else's face and say, oh, come and do, let's do this, let's do this. And they still don't know what is happening. They don't know the person. What, what I'm getting from listening to you is that it's so important that you're investing in the person rather than in the property. Yes, of course, the property has to be great, but it's more important that the person is solid. 100%. That is the investment. And, you know, to take another step, one of my early mentors um, shared with me is, you know, you bet on the jockey, not, or you bet on the jockey, not the horse, right? Yeah. So it's, it's the yeah. operator of the business that's the most important. And I'll give you one more, I'll give you one more real life story. Um, okay, go ahead. We're all very familiar. Story. I've seen you on television with Scott McGilvery. Um, yes, I, I went out to go see Scott been. and Scott and I had a wonderful conversation after and potentially, hopefully something will come out of it. Uh, but it was a wonderful conversation. So I was at one of Scott's events out in Surrey, British Columbia, and I was just standing there. Um, you know, I maybe have a little bit of a blessing that some people know who I am a little bit, but that's 15, 20 years of putting it out there. Um, so I had a few people just come up to me. And people say, Russ, how's it going? And they were asking me questions. And all I was doing was just answering questions and serving and helping. And something, I was putting out an energy of support and service and helping people. And all of a sudden, people could sense that energy and people coming to, well, what's going on? Who's this, who's this bald clown over here talking with his hands and going all crazy and excited? And people were listening to me. And then people, more people were listening, more people. And then eventually, I had this one couple come up to me. And they were just struggling to invest in real estate. And they were just struggling to keep moving forward. And through just a, a series of about four or five questions, which you guys can get from that script that I'll give you, um, I found out that they have a free and clear house in Surrey, British Columbia, which I know is on average probably a million plus. So I know where they're, they're at. And they were just scared to pull the trigger. And then, and then they said, well, what if we buy some places and we run out of money? And I said, well, then you go find investment capital. And, uh, and they're going, well, how do I do that? And they go, well, where do I do that? And I said, well, right now, I, I potentially am talking to you. You might become an investment partner. I said, this yeah. entire room might be filled with investment partners for you. Yeah. Um, if you just ask a few questions and they're sitting there going, hmm, and they just start thinking about it. And then from there, we had a couple other conversations and some coffees. It didn't go anywhere, which is totally yeah. fine. It just didn't yeah. work because they had all the capital to do it themselves. And I encouraged yeah. them to go do it on their own. Yeah. And I haven't followed up with them since. But here's the thing. By just showing up and providing the fire. Yes. See what I did there? Yes, yes I love that. <laughs> providing love that. The, the service. Fire, the fire and within. Yes. Answering questions. Just helping. Genuinely helping people move forward. Um, you will have an endless supply of people wanting to do business with you. I believe that doing joint venture is an absolutely amazing strategy. And I believe in it more so than just only handing your money to a bank or to a private lender or somebody just only so that you can get 8%. Because when you do joint venture, you're not getting just only percent, but you are getting 50%, 60%. It depends on how they structure the deal. And it's a way more um, of a benefit to the investor than just only handing their money and hoping that that money would make some money for them. And that's the thing that it just, it, it really amazes me how people do that. You know, it just, it amazes me how they just give their money to someone just so that they can handle it rather than them taking responsibility and them handling that. Yeah. The hope and praise strategy just don't work. 
<laughs> the hope and pray. I love that. Yes, I love that. So this is awesome. This is really great stuff. So what is like one thing that you wish you had known before jumping deep into the real estate investing pool? <laughs> well, that could be an entire other podcast topic, but I, I will share. I'll share definitely one thing. Um, a lot of people talk about the long term, and I 100% believe that real estate is a long term play. It's a long term game. 100%. If you're getting into real estate and you're timelines. You know, I'm not saying five years can't be done, but you need to have a different goal than if you had a long runway. Okay. And some people go, well, I'm already 60. I can't, you know, I don't have a long runway. You, we have long runways, even yeah. at 60, even at 70, even at 80. Okay. Yeah. You have a long yeah. runway. Okay. Um, the one biggest thing that I'm going to share with people, and, and this is 100% around the context of buy and hold properties okay mm -hmm. when you buy a property and you hold it for the long term um money is required to keep the operation up of that property okay mm -hmm. be prepared that everything will probably be need to be replaced be prepared that there's deferred maintenance that come out don't spend all the cash early that your investment generates take the cash sock it aside have healthy cash reserves because when market cycles dip and they always do and they always will, you will want at a bottom of a market cycle, you'll want to have good cash reserves so you can keep your properties maintained, so you can keep good equity building tenants in it, so you can have the choice of the best tenants out there. Uh, during the downtime. And at the same time as if you have lots of cash during a down market, you actually can go buy more properties better to buy which it is a downtime. Great thing. Yeah, okay? which is a great so thing. It's actually a training, a training that I've come out and I've just filmed a new, a new training. It's called the three pillars of real estate. And it actually was from one of my business partners. He's the one that coined it, but it's, it's fairly generic and ubiquitous across his teaching. So the three pillars of real estate is what you buy, where you buy and who you rent to. OK, mm -hmm. the number one important thing is who you rent to is the most important. Most people do not consider their tenant profile before they go willy nilly and buy a property. Mm -hmm. OK, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. tenant profile is most important. And then once you have your ideal tenant in mind, then you pick the area that that tenant wants to live in. And then you match the right house to the right tenant and you will have a better ownership experience. And I wish I had discovered brand new construction properties earlier in my career. It would have saved me a few <laughs> hair follicles along the way. Yes, 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 yes. So I guess yes. I gave you three things instead of one, right? Invest yes. for the long term, invest the new construction, and always have the tenant profile in mind first. So those would be the three I would leave you with. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And, um, and we are, I mean, I'd love to continue. What's your time like? Are I'm, you hey, I'm good to go. Yeah, I have, a, okay. I have okay, a, so some let's, more. Let's dig a little more here. Okay. Let's dig a little Get. more. Yes. What would you consider as the biggest obstacle standing in the way um, of people really succeeding in this business, having taught this and having spoken at many events in front of thousands, like you said, of investors? What's in your opinion is the biggest um, thing that's standing? Nice. Well, there's actually five things. And I've I've Ooh, I've actually okay. have an entire presentation. I'll I'll give you, you know, sorry to show my age here a little bit. I'll give you the Coles notes on the presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but here's here's a teaching moment for everybody. I, I always believe in uh, doing having the most teachable moments at any time I deliver a presentation or a webinar or a podcast. So if you notice I've used some acronyms, 
right before of how I remember things. I'll never forget that now. And the pillars, yes. Uh, so, right. so exactly. That is a presentation strategy, and that's a technique for me to be able to deliver incredible value to an audience is I will... I will come up with what's my intention, what do I want to teach, and then I challenge myself to build an acronym on it that I can then boil it right down to, okay? Mm -hmm. So here's the acronym. Five things is a team. So if you guys were sitting here, you write T-E-A-M, okay? So I'm if you're write writing T-E-A-M, yes. you go, Russ, there's only four letters in it. But think about it. The word team is one of the obstacles. So that's the fifth. So I'll start with number five and then I'll go to number one. How's that Let's for do that. really do that. keeping yeah. people awake on listening to this? So the first obstacle is lack of team. Okay. People do not have a Tahani on their side. People don't have um, great mortgage brokers like Dahlia and don't have uh, lawyers on their side. So you need to have a good team. Have a good team. You will eliminate one of the obstacles. The T in team stands for time. Okay. Um, ironically, saying this here to most people listening, you guys are making the time to listen. Okay. But here's the thing I wish there was millions of downloads of this episode. Um, everyone who's not listening to this did not make the time to listen to this podcast. Right. So they're using that as an obstacle of moving forward. Okay. The E in the team acronym stands for education. It's a lack of education that you just don't know what to do. You don't know the tactical how-to steps to execute on a transaction, okay? The A and M, uh, the A stands for attitude or your mindset, that you actually are negative or you just don't believe in abundance and you have a bad attitude and a bad mindset towards real estate investing. And then the last one is the M, which stands for money being the last obstacle that people have. So time, education, attitude, money, and lack of team. Those are the top five um, obstacles. And I actually have, it's part of one of my missions of my training is to solve every one of those things. Help people with productivity strategies, help people with the education, help people with the mindset, help people raise the capital, and then introduce them to the right team. Tell you what, if you have a community that you can solve those five obstacles, here's the thing. You eliminate people's obstacles, the only thing left is success. Mm. That is so And that important. goes for wow. people with, that you're looking to invest with you as, as, as real estate investors. You eliminate the obstacles and you solve all their obstacles and you solve all their challenges. The only thing left is yes. It's a yes. Wow, yeah, that absolutely. is absolutely. Thank so you. that in wow. and of itself, I gave you as quick as I can of an entire training that could go on for an hour, just of those, mm -hmm. those five things. This is absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. Where do we begin? Um, is there anything else you want to share? I mean, you're just uh, you're just on fire. That's what you are. You're on fire. You know, just giving and giving and giving to these ladies and and to the, the men that are listening to this podcast. This is incredible. Is there anything else that you want to share? Yeah, you know, the the last thing I'm going to share is um, is this is. Um, the best thing I would describe for people is to just um, invest in yourself. Um, you're worth it. it. It truly are. A lot of it comes down to, and, it's, and, and I, I share that from a standpoint of um, a lot of times I was, uh, didn't feel worthy of praise and worthy of compliments and stepping into something being successful, right? It's, it's, a, it's a hard thing for sometimes people to do is to step into success, okay? Um, 
So here's what I'm going to offer to you. I'm going to offer to you that you are worthy of the investment of stepping into success and make sure you take as much time to um, align with some training on how you show up and your personal development and who you become as a person as you do on the tactical side of the ABCs of investing in real estate. If you become an amazing person on the journey to building a real estate portfolio, you truly will be unstoppable and you will be on fire. That is absolutely amazing advice. And even looking back at my journey, I think it's really the investment that I've paid to, to invest in myself, in my mind, in who you surround yourself, who are your friends. And, and all of that is really what, together with a little bit of tactics, that yeah. actually really... Well, think about this for a second, Tahani. In everything you've had to do in your life, um, you had to reinvent yourself. Right. You had 100%. to reinvent yourself when you had to get out of the, the out of Jordan. You had to reinvent yourself when you landed yeah. in in Canada. You had to reinvent yourself when you became a mother. You had to yeah. reinvent yourself when you became a real estate investor and developer. You're reinventing yourself as a leader, inspiring tens of hundreds of thousands of women across this country in North America. You're re you're redefining who you are and you're on a constant evolution. Yes, absolutely. And even even what I'm doing right now, it hasn't been really easy, but it is something that will require commitment. It's something that's going to require a lot of love and a lot of heart into it. And that's why we do what we do is because we love helping and sharing and giving back. Right. A lot of people, they say, why do you do what you do right now? Because it's not just only about making money, because if I just wanted to make money, I would be like, you know, still doing the investment part or the development part. It's really about the giving back that inspires us even further. Um, last week, I had a phone call from one of, the, one of the ladies that actually showed up at the FIRE conference. And on the phone, she was bursting with energy. And she's like, you would not believe what happened since I came to the FIRE event. What happened? And she's like, oh my gosh, I just bought um, uh, three developments, you know, that I'm going to be doing, uh, I'm going to be redeveloping. And then I bought a commercial and I bought this. And even though her dad and her husband are already in the real estate industry, but she thought, she never thought that she could do this. And now that, you know, she got the hope and she got the belief that she too can do this, she's been zooming in front of her husband and their dad, which is absolutely what we love to give and do for others. I know that that's who you are, Russell. Well, 100%. And, and I, from the bottom of my heart to honey, um, I feel after this conversation that uh, we've just had, I feel I am leaving this after we're done with the conversation, which I wish it went on forever. I feel like I'm a better person after we've had this conversation. Oh, and you. that's what I encourage each and every person listening to this is judge your interaction with humans and judge your, at the end of the day, how did your day go? No, just go by all the accomplishments. How did you leave people feeling after you left? And that's a core intention. Like my core intention in life is to inspire, encourage, and always come from a place of love. And that's how I judge and hold myself accountable to this, for example, my performance on this podcast. Did I inspire? Did I encourage? And was I coming from a place of love? Did I do that? Check, check, check. I can give myself a fulfillment that I delivered on what my core value of my life is. And that leads me to want to give more. 
And you have done all of those, my dear friend. I'm forever grateful. Thank you so much for sharing, for inspiring, for sending love to all of the listeners and for everything, for who you are. Oh, thank, thank you. you, Russell. Thank I you. hang out with cool people like you, which makes a difference. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Hey, 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 what did you think, guys? Wasn't that a really fun conversation? That's one of the things, you know, as much as I love putting these podcast episodes together, as much as I love sharing this inspiring people and inspiring messages for up-and-coming real estate investors, up-and-coming and also seasoned vets, I actually have a lot of feedback from people that have been member, you know, that have followed me or been, you know, following my work for many, many years. As a matter of fact, I just got one on LinkedIn the other day that somebody just says, holy moly, Russ, I haven't heard or seen from you from a long time. What amazing stuff you're putting together in your YouTube channel and your podcast. Keep it going. You know, it's just, I just love to serve. So really the message I was trying to say is as much as I love putting these uh, resources out, I get as much out of this as you guys do. I get to have these incredible conversations with these inspiring real estate investors. And I hope you guys had a chance to, you know, maybe in the last, one of the last ones, um, that conversation I had with uh, Dave Steele right? Um, just having these wonderful connections and having this wonderful network and this wonderful conversation with these inspiring people inspires myself, fires myself up. It makes me want to give more, contribute more, be more, acquire more, do more. You know, the big old M-O-R-E, the word more, right? Um, I think that's one thing that we share together. If you are listening to this podcast, you probably want more in your life. You want maybe more impact. You want more contribution. You maybe want more capital. You maybe want more assets. You want more money, perhaps, right? Um, I think we share a lot of those same things. And one of the things I want to do is I want more impact. I want to impact more people. And you guys know if you've been following along and you've been subscribing to the podcast, you know the goal, you know the mission, you know the mandate is to inspire a million people, a million real estate investors with the tools and resources to help you acquire one more property. Now, in order to accomplish that lofty goal, um, I'm playing my part. I'm doing everything I possibly can. This is I'm actually recording this on a Sunday night. It's late at night and I'm just putting this down. So here's what I'm going to need. I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need your help. I would be truly honored and blessed if you could just share this message, share the podcast out with people within your, your network, or even just if you're on a Facebook group and somebody's just asking, guys, where do we go to get some really good, you know, no BS, no fluff, no hypey materials and inspiration on real estate investing, the tacticals, the how-to, where do I learn how to do this? Maybe just pass them along, pass them along, just mention my name. Just, uh, you don't even have to post a link. If you just tell people to just Google my name, Russell Westcott, in any of the podcast hosts, they will definitely find out any of those, um, any, any place where there, I should be across all networks. All right. What I'm really trying to say is just, if you get an opportunity, I would be gratefully appreciative if you could just share this message with somebody else and make sure you leave a review at the same time. Okay, everybody. Until the next one, always, always, always remember, in every interaction you have with another person, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everyone.
you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now. Bye for now.